from Washington, D.C., this is the Beyond the Dumbbells Show, your source of information and inspiration for living an audacious life. Audacious life. Hear interviews and social banter with special guests on Fitspiration and news from around the globe. Here are your hosts, fitness and lifestyle experts, Brian and Jenny Sweeney. And uh, it's us again. <laughs> Welcome back. Again. Again, it's another one. Today, uh, we're going to piggyback on some posts that we were doing on social media. We were talking about uh, support system at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and being in the business that we are, we see a lot of people, we hear a lot of things as far as why people can and can't do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked on other shows about you start to be a student of people, the more exposure you have to people. I would have never had the opinions and um, I don't want to say beliefs, the observations if it hadn't been for our gym gym, mm-hmm. the number of people that we've interacted with and to see how people respond to stress, to see how they um, face fear and to see how they celebrate victory. I mean, I would have never had this much exposure to this many people. So in the last uh, eight years-ish, you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've uh, run into a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The posts that we put on social media, we were talking about, hey, if your significant other or person, um, if they came home and said, hey, I found a weight loss program that I want to do. Right. And uh, the initial conversation, uh, well, the post was like, what would you say? Mm-hmm. And there was, a, there was a bunch of people that had um, very positive things to say. And that sampling of people compared to who we've seen in person, because it's a larger sampling that we've seen in person versus the small little feedback on, online, the people in person pay painted a much worse picture. Yeah, I think it was a little bit shocking. Than the people online. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because, uh, well, there's a number of things. One, you're not going to put it online that you would tell your person no because they fail at everything they try. Right. You know, but that's what we have heard clients, that's what we have heard a client say about their spouse, about them. Mm-hmm. That, well, I'm not, you know, you've tried things in the past, I'm not wasting any more money on you. Yeah, this topic gets this topic gets me pretty good. Um, and I think that I've seen more this year of the people that come in that we talk with than previous years. There just seems to be a strange transition almost of the lack of support and people saying things like, I'm not going to, well, they said they're not going to waste their money on me. And it's, I, well, you failed at everything before. So this isn't going to be any different. And we even had somebody who one of their children jumped in on a bandwagon and was like, why are you wasting your time? I remember that one. There's more than one of those. Yeah. But I mean, the comment was, why are you wasting your time when you know you're not going to do this? And it was like, ooh, what a, what a punch in the gut. I don't know what a relationship looks like that has something like that because our relationship's never been anything like that. Right. And the decisions that we've made in the past, some of them were huge decisions, right? <laughs> huge life altering decisions. And the example we're talking about now is just somebody spending a couple hundred dollars, right? Five, six hundred dollars or two hundred dollars a month for a membership or, you know, anywhere from 500 to 800 for a specific program. Yep. And the, um, the, what's the word? The lack of faith, the lack of belief, mm-hmm. um, the control, um, and the insinuation that you're a failure. Right. These people are in relationships with these people. Yep. I don't understand it. And I guess it's, 
I don't know if there's a number. I know that I can say that with you. There is no number where if you tried 10 different things and on the, uh, there wouldn't be the 11th where I would be like, well, you already tried 10 and none of those work. So you, you don't get another chance. Like to me, I just don't, if you legit don't have the money, if it would put you on, you know, welfare or something like that to not be able to afford it or your children couldn't eat. That's different than just simply, we have it, but I don't believe in you. I, I, I don't understand. People always have the money. And this is where, if you're looking for low-budget solutions mm-hmm. that are going to last a lifetime, they don't exist. Right. Right? That's gimmick. Yeah. You know, that's the shaker weight. That's the, you know, the stupid <laughs> at-home gyms. Those are, those are where people are like, well, look, I don't believe enough in my own health and fitness to be able to look at this as a long-term expense on my mm-hmm. line item. Because we weren't taught this. Right. You, you grow up and you think that, well, if you just make good decisions and be a little bit active, you know, you, you'll be fine and you won't have any issues in life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like saying, I'm never going to, I'm going to live my life like I will never have cancer or diabetes or heart disease. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to run through life like that is, is stupid. Right. Um, because people, one, they believe they're the exception. They, mm-hmm. I think most people are like, well, it's not going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Then they go in the complete opposite direction. Like, I'm going to get everything. You know, yeah. they just go yeah, straight yeah. hypo. Um, <laughs> But we, we talked about in that post that with a 67 to 70% overweight or obesity issue, um, the remaining 30% of the U.S. population uh, is underweight. Mm-hmm. And I had, we had talked about this, so if you already listened to it on, on our thread online, the 30% that's left, they're underweight. That doesn't mean they're healthy. Right. That just means that there's uh, categorically 30% that aren't categorized as obese. They can still have terrible health. Of course. Um, and then within that smaller subsect, is supposed to be the uh, low-end medical practitioner, mm-hmm. trainer, life coach, health coach, nutrition coach, the small-end percentage of people that are trying to help the 70% get back in shape. Right. Right. It's If it was a teeter-totter, you've got 70% of the population on one side and a 2 to 5% piece on the other end trying to balance it out, and it's not working. Mm-hmm. And we did our last show on fat shaming, and which is funny because how can a population that's so densely overweight – what what's the concern? Where's the concern about fat shaming coming from? It's the thirty percent, I guess, where people are like, hey, thirty percent, don't make me feel bad about myself. Right. But it's the thirty percent. It appears that that's they're the only ones trying to help the other seventy get back on shape or get back on track and get in shape. So it's a weird um, paradox where it's like, don't shame me, and I know you have the answer. I don't want to hear that either, mm-hmm. and I know that you're a professional. I don't want to pay for your time or your experience because mm-hmm. there's a number of things that I would rather put as a priority over myself, my health and my fitness. And I'm certainly not going to give a trainer, you know, a big line item, a car payment right. is what it works out to be. Oh yeah. But I think even worse than that are the people that are saying the exact opposite. You know, I've, I've not liked myself long enough. I've tried different things. What you're what this latest offer is, whether it's from us or somebody else, it really speaks to me. And I think that I can do it. I feel like, you know, I've got this and I'm ready to take money, which people value. Some people value it more than anything in the world. Right. But they do it. And then the support person says, no, like, I don't understand that. And weirder to me are the people that it's, you know, if you've got one, you know, mom or dad stays at home, which I absolutely believe should be a job that's paid for, but that's another topic Mm. where you should get a salary. But that I understand. You go home and you say, can, you know, I found this thing that I want to do. Can we afford it? Cause we're a one income house. That's genuine to me. 
but it's when you work, your person works, and they're still going to say, yeah, I know that, you know, you work like a dog. Everybody does. Most people do. Um, and no, no, because you've, you've tried and failed before. And no, I don't believe in you. We're, we're laying a lot of it's groundwork. Back. We're laying a lot of groundwork and a lot of, you know, this is an opinion. This is, we've seen it. Yeah. And we've seen the people that have come in on the verge of tears. Yes. They're, in, they're encouraged or they're inspired or they, when people make a decision and they have to make a life change, there's got to be enough there's got to be a, enough of a of a rapport that's built, belief in the system that's been put in front of them, um, the fear factor of even walking in some places and being like, I'm going to address all of my problems and fears with a complete stranger. Yes. I'm going to lay it all out there and be like, can you help me? Yep. And then they do that that call. They dial their, their person and the person says, you know, the, the, the wrong answer. Right. Um, when it comes down, when it comes down to actually what do you value? Mm-hmm. <laughs> The United States right now, I think, I think most household incomes have a lot more credit card debt. I think the average was twelve to fifteen thousand mm-hmm. in average household credit card debt. If you're spending money on things that don't improve your life, let's say you're buying dumb, sh- dumb stuff. You know, let's say ten, twelve thousand. I'm assuming you're not putting medications on a credit card or mm-hmm. um, doctor visits on a credit card. Um, you're buying things that you're beyond your means. Right. Of all things, if you were going to have an expense, I think that the most difficult one. The easiest one to justify would be like, look, if I don't get my health in order, I'm going to end up in big trouble if we end up where I have to quit my job. Mm-hmm. Or if we lose benefits for whatever reason, can I aff- am I going to need medications because my health is going so right. sideways? It's billions of dollars that are looked into um, the health industry to support people that are categorically obese because sooner or later, the, the debt comes. I mean, you can prolong it for now, but the cost of... Um, passing a blood clot yeah. and the cost of a heart attack, the cost of diabetes. And people are like, well, I'm just going to deal with that cost later mm-hmm. if it happens. They're willing to roll the dice. So again, groundwork, we haven't even gotten into the opinions because it is opinion of what I think is going on in that relationship because obviously they don't share, mm-hmm. they don't share the, um, they're not sharing their business as far as how their relationship is with their person, but you can get a good read on what that relationship looks like. Oh yeah. When somebody's like, I really want to do this. My husband said, no, um, I have a secret account. <laughs> we I talked a, about that. I have once. a secret account. Yeah. And then somebody just did it recently. They, they rolled in and they're like, I got to put it on this credit card, but don't bill it again. Cause my husband doesn't know about it. One, because the husband's a douchebag, they've created an environment where the spouse, um, has to hide money. Yeah. And now there's now there's separate accounts, separate um, budgets, and it's getting deceitful because the person is so predictably unsupportive of what mm-hmm. the woman wants to do that she went and she hides money. Do you know what's so funny that this whole conversation in every every person we have ever met? Do you know I have never had one man say to me, "I have a secret account." Isn't that funny? I think uh, it's weird, isn't it? That is weird. It's it's. I don't know if guys just guys can't hide stuff. I mean, I don't think they're that that good at lying. It's very funny. Um, that good at being a little sneaky. But um, so more for if you've got somebody that comes to you and they're saying something like, uh, "I did find this thing," or "I found this program," and I need to for our family. I want to go ahead and I want to do this thing. If you are in that position where you hear it, you've got it's a crossroads for you, and it's a crossroads for, for your relationship. Because if you can sit there and tell your person, I value our money over your health, mm-hmm. 
then your relationship's already broken. You finance it. You finance it. You borrow it. You do whatever you need to because if the spouse sees one, if you believe in them, that's that's jet fuel for a relationship. Right. You believe in me. You know whether I'm going to do well or not. You have faith in me, mm-hmm. and because you love me, you're not judging all my mistakes because I've made mistakes in the past with X number of other workouts. You're not supposed to step on the person that you're supposed to care about. Right. And when you put money above that, now you've got a relationship where one spouse is hiding money because the other person's control over them is dictated by money. Right. And they don't have the approval, the faith, or the, um, the investment to say, honey, I don't care if you fail 100 times. Whatever makes you, um, helps you with your confidence, yes. helps you with your sleep, because you take care of my family, you take care of our family, I know that you sacrifice your time, your energy, you do everything to keep the place together. Right. And because I'm the moneymaker, I have the last say, and I'm saying no to you. I don't it's, it's extremely disheartening. And um, I think I tend to have a little bit more personal conversations than you because I interview um, and talk to more women than you. And mm-hmm. they have shared some details with me. And it's, you know, things like the worst one that I ever heard was that, you know, a lady came in and just said that her husband doesn't want her to look better because he's afraid that she will attract the eyes of another man and she'll leave him. To which I said, I'm not really qualified to have this conversation. You know, I'm just in fitness, but perhaps you should talk to somebody else about that situation. You've got a bigger problem going on. Yeah. I'd rather keep you fat and unhealthy because I know that I bring so little to the freaking relationship that you're going to wander on me. Yeah. You're a douche. But I was like, ooh. Luckily, I did not do any kind of shock face with that conversation. It was just more like, you know what? You might have something. You might, you might have something that, um, yeah, I definitely don't qualify. To you answer. might want to go talk to a counselor. <laughs> um, so what's the, what's the path then? So, fit and fitness is the problem with boutique fitness and Globo Gym Fitness and um, nutrition and the things that all have to come together to make something work. If the person's already saying that I don't believe in you and I'm not going to invest in you, they're already not going to make a difference in the house. Of course not. Because now you're not just talking about monetary support. When you're saying, why did I fail? What happened in the past? Mm-hmm. If, if, if you came to me and said, I need to do this thing, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, if, you, if it's important to you, I'll make it work. Right. Um, I'll, go, I'll go do the shopping. Mm-hmm. I'll do the prep. I'll help with the kids. I'll help with the job. I'll help with the, get the oil change in the car. Whatever I can do to help you create a better life I got your back. Right. Money is just the first indicator of a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not willing to invest, you're not going to sit there and support. But maybe what what they're kind of thinking is, well, I've I've invested in the past and you weren't able to do it on your own. So I'm definitely not going to do it again with you now because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to help you. That's kind of what they're saying. (laughs) Yes. Is that you want to invest again because you think you can do this on your own and I'm telling you, you can't. Yeah. Instead of saying... The whole family is going to rally behind you. And for the period of this, what you're doing, we are on board. I know. Because you're unhappy and because you're sad and because you, you know, you, you, your confidence is gone. Yep. And you're overworked and you don't really get the attention that you used to or mm-hmm. whatever. And I just don't get it because what if it's the, what if that is the one thing? So let's say there's been a dozen failed attempts at something, but this, this one thing it resonated and it's like, you know what? I absolutely can commit. And it's a game changer for them. Like that's, that's how life will change. Yes. But that's how I look at, you know, if 
We use the gym all the time when you were like, I've just got to do it. I need to quit corporate and I need to do this. Can you imagine if I would have been like, nope, mm -mm, because I like the money that you make and money's what's important and that's it. I mean, the path that our life would have taken, I can't even imagine where we'd be now. There'd have been resentment. Oh, how could there not be to just give it a try? And we're not just taking on your fitness is not saying that we're going to we're asking them to do what you did. It's not going to be like, hey, in order for us to help you, you need to drain your retirement and do whatever. Right. It's like you need to believe in yourself and you need to back that up because people do value money. Back it up with money. Stay committed to it and, and let's see what you got. <clears throat> it's the, whack. I think because it's a, sometimes these solutions, and we've met people that have dumped thousands of dollars on personal trainers. Mm-hmm. Um thousands and thousands of dollars on uh, nutrition programs like Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig. I mean, mm-hmm. the problem with those models is that once the food goes away and the accountability that they build into it, then the person always backslides. Right. Um, those systems are, they're predator systems because they, they're built on, you have to stay with us because we know you can't do it on your own. And we've exactly. built our model that if you leave us, you're not going to make it. Exactly. So you have to retrain yourself. You have to retrain the way your family supports you. You have to retrain the way your family eats Um, because remember 70% um, has not figured out a way to make it work and make it last. And one person, this is going to be the person that could end up taking care of you if something happens to you. So person A says, no, you can't do it, but ends up with a stroke, you know, 25 years later. Yep. And now they're both unhealthy and there is no future because who's taking care of us? Who's taking care of the kids? Um, but your health has been jacked up for 40 years mm-hmm. and now I'm, I don't believe you're going to fix it. So we'll just deal with the medical consequences later. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, it's just something that I've never understood. I don't, and it's not just with fitness. I mean, when you decide to be in a committed relationship, I don't understand how there isn't support. And, and even if there's been past failures or whatever to, to kind of hold that against the person that you mm-hmm. supposedly love, I just when I can honestly say if you just look back on us, like have you failed at things? Probably, but no, I don't. Of course I have. But I don't remember them because they're not important. So it's the same thing with this. I would never. I can't imagine keeping a diary of somebody's like fitness failures, and if and to go back like to go back and like almost open that book and say, well, do you remember in '98 you did this, and in 2000 you did this, and like. It's like we know people that have done stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's beyond whack to me. Beyond whack. <sighs> okay, so we usually only talk about things we can give solutions for. Mm-hmm. Um I don't like just pointing out problems and not have an answer. With something like this, it's gotta start with a conversation and an expectation that um if the person's driven by money, you have to find an angle that says, here's how we're going to save. Yep. It doesn't make sense because you have to spend to save. It, it really, it's illogical. Um, we're starting to know people that are having, coming up with more medical problems. Right. And this has been a consistent theme over the last 10 or so shows mm-hmm. that um, when the medical issues hit you, um, they're going to happen because genetics, you, you can play around with everything else, but genetics are going to catch up. Right. And when that happens, your foundation... Um, if you're, 
no grain, no sugar, if you're keto, if you're paleo, whatever way you're eating and doing your business, doing your life, um, there's going to be a point where the genetics are going to catch up and you're going to have a reckoning. And how clean and efficient you're running before that event, even if you're living a great lifestyle and you are optimal body weight, mm -hmm. this genetics is still going to hit you eventually. Uh, sooner or later, the tread on the tires is going to wear out. Right. And your ability to rebound and to survive anything that does happen is going to be directly correlated to what type of life you're living beforehand. Mm -hmm. Someone that needs, you know, you, you're living like crap, you eat like crap, bypass surgery. For you to do a cold turkey switch and say, well, now I don't have a choice. I have to change other things about my lifestyle. I don't remember this, the number, but most people that end up with bypass surgery, they don't make it. Ugh. Even because the second time, because they, they haven't been able to adapt their behaviors. Oh, so they're living a lifestyle that um, they get the fear of God put in for a while, but after a while, people backslide. Of course. Um, I've got family yeah. members. Yeah. I've got family it's members. It's human nature, heart, I think. Heart attacks, stents, um, and still to this day, the behaviors don't match the threat. Exactly. And it's, it's blowing me away. It's like, why rush the fact that you're going to keel over? Why rush it because you won't do the work now? Exactly. You won't put in your time now. Yep. I think that sometimes people look at things like the bypasses and stuff as that was their second chance and now they're fine. <laughs> like it's like, well, I had this surgery and now I'm good to go. And it's, it's like, crazy. oh gosh. I can't live like that. Mm -mm. Um, and I don't want to end up to where my behaviors feed into a medical catastrophe that I can't afford. Right. It'll break you. We had, um, we had a client recently that, uh, her husband um, is on his fourth heart surgery. Right. And uh, at this point where they are, they don't have medical coverage. Right. They had to pay cash. Yeah. And uh, before they would even look at this person to say, we'll do the surgery, they had to fork over tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. They had the, the, they had the cash, which was the weird part. But um, this, the focus now is we can't afford this. This person didn't have anyone take care of their spouse now because after the surgery, they were more incapacitated. Right. It's a family business, so now nobody's working because mm -hmm. both of them are out of commission. Yep. Um, the wife who's taking care of the husband, the husband who was on his fourth or fifth surgery. Oh, my gosh. And the tens of thousands of dollars keep getting dumped into it. And this person was under 50 years old. Yep. Um, but that's a great example of would establishing a lifestyle that cost a little bit back then Take $1,500 to $2,000 every year and just say, this is my health budget. Mm -hmm. I have to do it. You, you put money into insurance, you know, expecting something bad to happen. Yep. When you invest in something like this, going to get in your physical isn't the investment. Mm -hmm. That's your checkup. You're just making sure that your lifestyle is doing it. And if your lifestyle, you're just waiting for the checkups to be like, all right, we're there. Now you need to adapt your lifestyle because you're just playing around with the odds. And you're like, I'm going to keep going to get my physicals till the doctor says that I'm going a little bit too sideways. And they start putting me on more of a restrictive diet mm -hmm. and I have to start behaving. But until then, I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to keep living the way I want to. But if you invest or if you anticipate, it's like, look, hey, family, it's going to be cheaper now to put the money in over the course of time. Definitely. When I hit 55, 60 years old, good bone density, a lot of skeletal muscle, a lot of flexibility, mm -hmm. and I can move well. Then it's just me and my genetics. Yeah. Then it's just timing. But if you hit 60, 55, 60, 65 years old, and you were, you've been pre-hypertensive for the last 10 years, you're, you're diabetic or pre-diabetic for the last 10 years, mm -hmm. you've got metabolism, hypo or hyperthyroidism for the last 10 years, unregulated, mm -hmm. you are, it's exponential. It's like dog years. Right. I mean, it's Russian roulette because 
And again, most people, when they go out, if it's going hard, they're out in their mid sixties. Yeah. They're not, well, they're not, it's not falling apart in their eighties because the lifestyle that they refuse to pay for, refuse to adhere to when they hit 60, it might as well be they're, they're in their nineties already. Oh my God. That's what we're seeing. Yeah. And, and it, no, it's the truth. It absolutely is the truth. I don't know. I, I know. I would say just for if if you're in a position where somebody asks for your help and they need your support, be open minded to the reasons why they're doing it. And if if it's anything from, you know, I just want to look better too, I want our quality of life together to be better, you've got to kind of ask yourself, you know, is there a place in your budget where you really can scale back? Yep. And is there a chance that even if somebody has quote unquote failed 30 times, what if 31 is going to be the answer? You got to put in, you're always there. You should always support open arms. Don't look at the cash over the person. Yes. If you value money versus your person's health, then you got, you guys need to talk. Oh yeah. Um, and your butthole, by the way. And your behole. And, um, Maybe it's the house that needs to change. The mm-hmm. person keeps trying, and the reason it's not sticking is because what's going on in the house hasn't changed. Oh, that's and, true. And the one, the only thing that keeps hitting its head up against the wall is this person's trying to establish change in their lives, but everyone at the house won't budge. The kids won't come off the, the dairy. The junk food won't stop coming in because the family deserves it. Um, the spouse, the other spouse is already a healthy weight. It's like, why am I going to suffer for you? You right. know, I don't want to not eat my meals and not eat my snacks. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not that the person keeps failing. Maybe the support system hasn't been taking this seriously. Oh, yeah. And the money they're putting out keeps getting wasted because the family can't circle the well, wagon. It's, it's the support system or family that's failing. There you go. It's not the, it's not the individual because it shouldn't be a solo fight anyway. No. No. I can promise you that if I was on a journey by myself and you were bringing in pizza and cookies and ice cream and everything else, I don't care what dollar amount that I would have paid Whatever you were eating, not only would I have wanted it, I'd eat it. I'd eat it. We know that on our own journeys. I mean, we, we'll go from time to time reshuffling our priorities as far as uh, in the winters, we end up tending to eat a little bit worse than mm-hmm. in the summers. Um, but we have to support each other. Otherwise, you're right. I do the same thing. If there's food in the house and I'm in a mood, I'll eat it. Exactly. So there, I guess that's the answer. If your person's continuing to fail, instead of looking at them and where their shortcomings are, Maybe you should look at yourself and see what you've done to try to facilitate success. Exactly. And see if there's if it's actually been present. Yes. That is, I think, out of everything we have ever heard, the biggest one that comes back is my husband or wife continues to bring in all of my favorite foods, almost like a test to see if they're going to fail. It's happened more. It's happened a lot more than you would think. Oh, I think it's... Yep. It's... I wish we would have kept track of it all these years, but I think the stats would have been shocking for most people how it, it's much more often it's done. It's shocking now because the, the spouse flat out will say, I'm not on a diet. I'm not going to live the way you're trying to live. Exactly. Great. Nice dude. I know. And the other things we've heard too are people that it's like, well, you know, my husband or wife is coming home and they're bringing foods that they're insisting they love, but they're my favorites and they don't touch them. So it's like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, I got those Oreos for me, but they don't even like Oreos knowing that your person's going to take you. You definitely need a therapist. I'm just saying. Well, here's the best part. You have, if you're on a fitness journey right now and your family's doing this, you have every right to take every single thing in the house that is not supposed to be there and throw in the garbage. Oh yeah. 
and, and be empowered and say, look, you guys. Exactly. You're telling me that I don't have money to take care of these things, but we spend all this money on things that are putting me in a bad place. Yes. What's the dollar value? Yep. What's the dollar value of I'm always tugging at my clothes. I'm always looking in the mirror. I'm always not happy with the way I look. Yes. I, there's a cost with I don't sleep well. Yes. I have impulse urges. I have impulse problems and choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't make good choices anymore. Yes. Those all have a dollar amount. Yes. We have. We know people that say they go on vacation and they won't put a bathing suit on. So they're absolutely, they love the beach and stuff, but they're, they dislike themselves so much that they're going to sit there in, you know, a sweatshirt or whatever on the beach dying because they don't like themselves. You've got people that say they're not going to the doctor because even if they don't look at the scale, they know the doctor is going to recommend information about losing weight and they don't want to hear it. All those things are in an individual's head. And then if you take their person and they're adding into it, well, you fail. Well, you've always been fat. Well, this, well, that. You're never going to let your person ever succeed because they don't believe in themselves and then you don't believe in them. It's whack. That sounds great. That's my (laughs) kind of thing right there. We we need to make a lot of changes in our relationship to make it uh, negative. <laughs> I keep my I keep my girl submissive. <laughs> All right, so th- there's your action items, I guess. Today, if you want to try something again, um, it's a conversation you both need to have uh, an honest and open conversation. Just say, look, the path we're going. I don't like myself. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you. If you are comfortable and confident, who cares what you look like? Exactly. I don't care. You I've know? always said that if you love yourself. Love yourself. Yes. It's cool. If, if you are where you want to be and you're not one of those people that just says, I can't stand the way I look, can't stand the way I look, then rock on. If you love the way you look and you love your shape and everything's great, then then go with it. But if you have moments of despair and conflict and irritability because of the way you look, it can't be a part-time thing. Right. You either need to attack it and get it out of your life um, or you need to accept that you are where you are and you love it mm-hmm. and then shut up about it. Yes. Stop worrying about the social influences that are saying you need to lose weight. Yep. Um, don't ignore your doctors. So if they're telling you, then you need to address it. Absolutely. But, um, you and your spouse or you and your person, they sit down, you have a conversation just say, look, these are the top 10 things that I struggle with every day mm-hmm. and they're hard and I keep them hidden to myself. Um, this is part of the problem too, is if it's a very surface level conversation, I want to do a weight loss program. We can't afford it. Shit. Okay. I quit. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's a conversation where you actually map it out and just say, look, here's the pros and cons of me starting something up again. I am ashamed of the way I look. Mm-hmm. I, I don't sleep anymore. I'm always stressed out. I cry once a week. You know, right. there, there's things that are laying in there that the other person that's controlling the purse, purse strings might not be knowing about. Exactly. They, they might be like, uh, on the surface, you're fine. You don't need to lose weight. I love you the way you are. Mm-hmm. But the other person isn't in, they're not sharing what's really going on. Right. Maybe that's also part of the problem. Definitely. I agree. Um, so have an open conversation. Sit down and, and make a list so that you cannot sell the, the position that you need to do the program. Mm-hmm. You're selling why the conditions at home need to change. Yeah. And that if you can find a professional that's going to facilitate a rapid approach to doing this, mm-hmm. then you're going to be happier in your relationship. Right. You're going to be happier in life. And you're not going to have to fear genetics as an early accelerant to later life. You know, exactly. Yeah. So there's your plan, um, or there's your action steps to try to get this going for yourself. Mm-hmm. Sit down and have an open conversation. Make a list. Have an honest conversation about what you're feeling and what you hope to get out of it. Mm-hmm. 
if the other person's got some dumb stuff going on with it, like, you just want to leave me. Right. Then you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. All right. Then you can't trust somebody enough to be their best version of themselves. Shame on you. No. Um, Stop being an idiot. And maybe they'll love you anyway. Right. As much as you obviously don't love them. Right. It's crazy. The other thing I would just say is, as you're kind of going through, kind of like your self-evaluation or what you're going to um, tell your person about, is one thing that comes up a lot with us is, you know, it's like, take a picture at the start of your journey. And if you're, you don't want to ask your person to take it because you're ashamed of the way you look, include that in the talk with them. Like, just be honest enough to say, I am at the point, yes, I know I have tried things, or maybe this is the first time you're ever going to try something. And I just need to change because I don't even want to be in a picture with you. I don't even want you to take my own picture of me, you know, down into, for me, sports bra and shorts, because I don't like the way that I look. It's real talk. It's real. And, and don't, don't discount how you feel. And don't try to, you know, underplay at all that this is a huge issue. I mean, if I at all felt so miserable about myself, I would just tell you exactly what's going on in your head. Be vulnerable. Yep. And if your person is like, suck it up, buttercup, <laughs> smack him in the face. I'm That's just right. kidding. <laughs> Give the beat down. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. It was, it was a good topic. I hope it reaches somebody out there, mm-hmm. and hopefully somebody can take this problem to their person, and you can have a more emotional and deeper conversation yes. than just a surface-level cash thing. Yep. Um, you, It's very hard to do something on your own. Mm-hmm. Why waste all that time and energy trying to figure things out when it's already been fixed? Exactly. The, the, the path is already out there. Find someone that can guide you and walk you through it mm-hmm. and uh, create a new dialogue with your person that mm-hmm. just, you've got to be honest too though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You got any, any other closing tips? No, I think I'm good. All right. Awesome. So it was great. Great talking to you all today. Alrighty. All right. Later. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Dumbbell Show. We know you have thousands of options for content and entertainment. We appreciate you spending time with us. If you enjoyed our show, please share our web address, www.beyondthedumbbells.com, and maybe drop us a review. Until next time, live beyond.